0: Master Xavier Reese says, be on the lookout for the wolf in sheep's clothing.
1: You get a person who works with money all the time, and that's their job to detect counterfeits. They don't study all the counterfeits. They spend so much time, it's their life, to be around genuine money. Now, the only way you're going to tell false teachers is if you spend your lifetime in truth, the Word of God. If you study the Word, you'll be able to pick up false teaching like that.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. History 101 tells us that the Roman Empire fell from within, but did you know that the Bible tells us throughout the centuries many who would attempt to discredit the veracity of Scripture have come from within the Church? Well, that's the simple truth that the Apostle Peter himself warned about. Pastor Xavier presents a message titled, The Popularity of False Teachers beginning with our text for today. Let's listen.
1: Second Peter, chapter two, verse one through three. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves with destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. From the time of Satan's rebellion in heaven till so the return of Christ to the earth, there will always been and has been opposition to the truth of God's Word. All you have to do is study the Old Testament. Even all the way back in the garden, Satan came and he said to Eve, Has God said, you shall not surely die? He's trying to keep you from that which is good. Jesus said in John 8, 44, that Satan is the father of lies, and he has never told the truth. Now the interesting thing is that you can always tell lies with truth, but it's not necessarily truth. And so one of the key characteristics as you study chapter 2 of 2 Peter about these heretics is that they say much truth. But if you stick around long enough, if you listen hard enough, you'll realize and conclude that it's lies because they don't match up to the teaching of the word of God we realize that Satan is the god of this world and he's there to blind the minds and the hearts of those who would be in any place near the word of God that would really shine light on their life he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour holding them captive and so the world is a dark place and God has brought his light by his truth. And therefore, we need to walk circumspectly. We need to walk taking note of what we hear, of what people say, how they live, and how does it match up to Scripture, not to what I believe they should do, but to Scripture. Now, Peter tells us in these three verses of chapter 2, he gives us four important truths about false teachers by way of warning, and mark that well. It is by way of warning. First, he says, they shall be among you. In verse 1. Then he says they shall have great followings. In verse 2. Thirdly, they shall have ulterior motives. Verse 3. And fourth and last, they shall certainly perish. The last portion of verse 1 and the last portion of verse 3. Let's take them one at a time and see what the Spirit of God ministers unto us. Peter first says that they shall be among you. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them. Mark it well, they shall be among you. There will never be a time that there will not be false teachers among us. There never has been, There never will be. Peter is contrasting these false prophets and false teachers with those true prophets that he just finished speaking about at the end of chapter 1 of 1 Peter. All you have to do is just breathe through the Old Testament and realize that the Old Testament was occupied and filled with many false prophets. You have to look at Ezekiel chapter 13, Deuteronomy 13, Jeremiah chapter 6, Amos chapter 3. Those are just to mention a few. And God was always raising up faithful prophets to expose the false prophets. That means to me that faithful teachers are to expose false teachers. We are under an awesome responsibility not only to feed the flock of God but to warn the flock of God. Against men who would be deceiving believers. Men who serve their own purposes and not the purposes of God. Ezekiel and Jeremiah speak out and says they are prophets that have spoken of their own impulses. I have not spoken through them. They prophesy peace and safety when, in fact, I have spoken judgment and captivity. Read Jeremiah, read Ezekiel. Jeremiah was in Jerusalem warning the people that they're going to go into captivity. Just give up. You'll live. False prophet say, no, no, no. And they almost killed Jeremiah. Ezekiel was over in Babylon. And he was saying, hey, you guys, just make yourself at home. Have kids, raise children. Make homes. You're going to be here for a long time. The false prophet was saying, no, you're not. We're going to be delivered. We're going to go back. The way you know a true prophet from a false prophet is whether it comes to pass what they say not by how positive it is not that it's what you want to hear but that it comes from God so we need to learn from the past that we may believe the future prediction 1st Timothy chapter four, Second Timothy chapter 3 in the last times the latter days false teachers false prophets doctrines of devils apostasy 2 Timothy chapter 2, great falling away. Let me suggest to you that I believe we've entered that great falling away. We're at the door. But notice three important things. First here is that they're among God's people. You see, they're right in the midst of you and myself, there's a stern warning for you. Mark these three things. First, they infiltrate the church who will secretly bring in They infiltrate the church. The word bring in means to bring alongside truths, false teaching. It's a metaphor that is used for a spy or a traitor, and that's a good picture to have of these people, traitors. You know, one thing about a traitor is he looks like the real thing. He works in such a way that he gains your confidence so that he can get to the most intimate information, the most vital information, and then betray that side. This is the picture that Peter gives. Now remember, Peter's not playing games. Peter's ready to die. And he's leaving some very important information for those that are going to be left in this world. Remember Matthew 13, the kingdom parables of the tares and the wheat. You can't tell them apart until the blade springs forth. They say, Lord, should we take out the tares and no, no, leave them alone. Let them grow together. And at harvest time, we'll cut them both down and separate them. They will smell like it. They will look like it. Jesus said in John 7, 15, they are wolves in sheep's clothing. Interesting. You remember Paul in Acts 20, verse 29 through 30, as he was going to Jerusalem to give the gift of the collection of the saints for the poor saints in Jerusalem. Uh, At the end of his third missionary journey, and he met with the Ephesian elders, and he he said there, you know, I've, I've spent three and a half years with you and I've labored and I've cried with you and I've taught you and I've, I've just poured my life out with you. And I tell you that there's some of you standing here who will raise up disciples to yourself and teach heresies and pervert the Word of God. I've seen people rise up from the body here and do it. There's something about man that he wants to be an authority. He loves attention. He loves to draw men to himself rather than Jesus. You know, they came to John the Baptist and says, oh, you, you know, Master, you know, everybody's going over to, to Jesus. He said, I must decrease and he must increase. You get the message? We're to bring people to Jesus, not to ourselves, but to Jesus. False teachers bring people to themselves. People are enamored with them. They glory in them. They become their PR men. Secondly, they contaminate the flock, destructive heresies. They not only infiltrate the church, but they contaminate the flock. Destructive heresies. Literally, heresies of destruction, the idea being the loss of everything that makes human existence worthwhile. They take away the abundant life that God desires you to have. Because they're not really interested in you, they're interested in them. The word heresies means choice or opinion. If you study it and and trace it through the New Testament, it is used for the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and it just simply meant sex, different opinion. But by the time you get down to 110 A.D., Ignatius was already using the word heresy, identified totally with false teaching. And primarily, that's the definition and the understanding of the word today. When we say heresy, we're not talking about just a choice. We're talking about false teaching though the root meaning was just a choice or a party spirit galatians 5:20 says it's the work of the flesh there's nothing spiritual about it there's a spiritual decor around it but at the heart it's flesh me self not jesus but paul told the corinthians that they will have to exist in order that the genuine teachers be proved. Isn't it interesting? How? Because you'll be able to compare the false teacher against the true teacher. You'll be able to compare those who have the Spirit of God and those who don't. How? If you're grounded. If you're not grounded. A lot of it will sound so right. Because they use a lot of biblical truth. But they make it a lie. Out of context. Twist it. Peter has already told us that there's many people who were twisting Paul's epistles already at that time. Hard things to understand. They were twisting it to their own destruction. So they infiltrate the church. They contaminate the flock. But thirdly, they deny the Lord who bought them. Mark that well. Underline that. Who bought them? Now here we have the problem again a predestination and free will. You mean Jesus bought them? the false teachers that's what Peter says well then how does that work they have a free will well how does that work out with predestination I don't know well that's not fair are you saying that to God or to me he bought them what do they do they deny the Lord who bought them you were purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ precious Peter says Paul says you're not your own you been bought with a price to Corinthians you're his possession You see, Jesus tasted death for every man, Hebrews 2, 9 says. And therefore, whosoever will can come. But whosoever doesn't want to doesn't have to come. And so those who are elect and predestined are those, all the whosoever wills. And those who will perish are all those whosoever wants. But the fault is never on God. For he died for the world. I don't understand it I'm just glad he chose me and I decided for him you know false teachers are much like counterfeit dollars when I used to work in the grocery store business in um, the late 60s there were a lot of phony 20s floating around and the way we we knew they were phonies is because where you had the building in the bag had all those little windows on the right hand corner the last window was solid and some of them appear real light and you can discern the phony from the real Now, you get a person who works with money all the time and that's their job to detect counterfeits. They don't study all the counterfeits. They spend so much time. It's their life to be around genuine money. They can smell a real one. Now, the only way you're going to tell false teachers is if you spend your lifetime in truth, the Word of God. If you study the Word, if you meditate on the Word, if you sit under biblical teaching... If you live the Word, you'll be able to pick up false teaching like that. But if you're just following man, if you just believe everything is given to you, then you're a candidate for deception. And much of that deception will be truth from the Bible, but really taught wrong. But Secondly, Peter says they shall have great following in verse 2. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. This is amazing. He says that they shall have great followings. Now, it doesn't mean that only small churches are of God. God does tremendous works, But don't conclude automatically because the church is big that it is teaching the word of God. You have to listen what's being taught. Does it fit within the scriptures? Does it add to it? Does it take away? Is it teaching it in context or out of context? Is He making application for me for life today? That's the value of teaching. If you're just getting nice little stories that make you laugh and giggle and feel good, you're not going to make it. Now I think we should have a sense of humor. I think we we don't have to be, you know, like before they used to think the more serious you are, the more godly you are. No. But I think we need to judge the Word. You see, they're going to have great followings. Let me give you some reasons why they will have great followings. First, they seek the popularity of the people and tell them what they want to hear, not the truth. Why is it that we are so vain? Why is it that we want to be deceived? People come to counseling. And if they don't hear what they want to hear, they'll go somewhere else. People want to be told lies. Judy and I and the kids were watching a thing on 2020. Maybe some of you saw it about that electoral thing for a, a, an alternative thing from plastic surgery. 1700 bucks. 2020. Ask five women. Hey, we'll pay it. If you'll have half of your face done and half not. It was about 20 sessions, the long, door thing, and they get little Q-tips and they stick them in these electrodes and then they put them in. But even then I started thinking, well, wait a minute, Q-tips, there was wood in that. How's electricity gonna go through that? And so they did the whole process, and the guy that did 20-20 sat there and tried to pick out the side of the face that was worked on from these ladies. Each time he picked the wrong side. One of the ladies was so out, she said, how can you say you can't tell the difference? I can tell the difference. So they sent him down to a professional dermatologist. Lady sitting in the chair. The Guy comes out with those goggles things. I mean, if you're gonna pay seventeen hundred bucks and I gotta wear goggles to see the change, you've got some problems. <laughs> and he gets up there and looks at it and checks it out and everything. He says, no difference. When he interviewed the two women of the of the place that they were doing it, they said, you know, we think it's unfair what you did. Why? Because they got exposed. And she finally hung herself. She said, you know what? The important thing is that they think they look better. You see, we want to hear things that are good about us. We want people to center on on our hurts and all that and be careful of that. You'll end up throwing up all over yourself. People love to be deceived. Secondly, people assume that what is popular is correct. Wrong." What's popular is not always correct. Study the Old Testament. People assume that what is modern and new is correct. Today you have a great movement of neo-orthodox. They use the same words we do, same biblical words, but they mean a whole different thing. They occupy most of our seminaries. They tell you that this is not the Word of God, it becomes the Word of God. Listen. Whether I ever read this word, it's the word of God. It makes no difference what I do to it. But they sound so good because they've got their credentials. They've got their degrees. They write their books. And they're attacking the inspiration of Scripture. They start telling you there's exaggerations, there's inconsistencies, there's errors. And people believe it. Inner healing. Very popular today. Well, I know that you're born again, and I know you've been forgiven, I know that God's made you a new creature, but you know, there's some deep hurts back in your life, and we have to go back. You know, that time when you got raped, that time when you got molested, that time when, when your first boyfriend broke your heart, and so we want to go back to that very, very time, and, and I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to think of a nice, cool place, trees, the breeze just blowing the leaves a little water trickling down, calm. And imagine Jesus walking up to you and he comes up to you and puts his hands around you and he says, it's okay. It's all over now. Sociological, psychological seduction. Jesus says you put your hand to the plow and you don't look back. He says he buries your senses deep in the deepest ocean and puts them as far as he from the west. Anybody that wants to take you back is a false teacher. And you can quote me. Now you may have to deal with some issues, but when they center on the past to, for you to relive it, inner healing, mark them as a false teacher. Much of that today. And people are glowing. Oh, new truth. No, old oh, lie. Different paper wrapping, that's all people think that the majority is always right I hate to disappoint you but study the scriptures God's not a democrat majority is never right the few many call few chosen remnant of Israel not the majority of Israel the false prophet always outnumbered the true prophets false teachers always outnumbered the true teachers because we live in a fallen world and this is Satan's domain. Please understand that. People believe that it's right because it is taught from the pulpit. What a snare. I sure hope you check me. I sure hope you hold me accountable to what I teach. Because it's being taught from the pulpit doesn't mean it's of God, it doesn't mean it's biblical truth. They may be using the Bible, but if it's not being taught in context, in the language and the historical background? So that you can understand what the meaning was for that day and then make practical application, then the truth is not being taught. You need to understand that. You don't need to hear what I believe, you need to hear what the scriptures teach. And you know why they have big followings also? Because they make allowances for your sin. What is the big movement today? Unity and love. Let's just love one another. Let's all unite. We're not all brothers. We're not all sisters. And they're doing this at the expense of doctrine. Whenever you throw out doctrine and you embrace unity and love without the parameters of Scripture, it doesn't take long before the that becomes perverted. That love and that unity will become perverted and self-centered. The thing that keeps me on track is the borders of the Scriptures. I'm all for unity in the body of Christ. I'm all for love in the body of Christ, but not at the sake of doctrine. No way. Because you're throwing the most important thing out. So these are just some of the reasons why they will have great followings. Now look at some of the ministries that are really tremendously large under false teachers today. I hope you can think at least of one or two in your mind. I would be disappointed if you couldn't. But notice that he says, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. The scriptural reason Peter gives here is they follow them because Jesus has spoken evil about. The one that bought them, they deny him by what they teach. Therefore it's evil speech. It doesn't line up with scripture. It doesn't hold spiritual truth. They use the spiritual truth and then they go out and they project it to a rationale or a reason that by the time they get done with it, it has nothing to do with the biblical principle. It's been totally mutilated.
0: And now it serves their purposes. Pastor Xavier Ruiz, providing important telltale signs for deciphering a counterfeit gospel, both for the first century church as well as our day. Now, today's study is simply titled, The Popularity of False Teachers, and is available on CD for just $4. Now, the title once again is, The Popularity of False Teachers. Request yours by writing, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make a request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address, once again, is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please help us by including the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese.